When Dory and I take our kids to Israel every summer for our vacation, we turn into grandparents. And the reason we turn into grandparents is because there's nothing they want to do in Israel that we say no to. You want chocolate for breakfast? Sure. You want to have ice cream with that? Sure. Uh, we spoil them because we want them to fall in love with the country and thank God after as many trips as they've been there, they have. So my kids, after this past year going to few amusement parks decided they wanted to see if Israel had an amusement park, and indeed they do. They have two. One is called Superland. They're not very good at marketing names. Um, <laughs> the other one is called Luna Park, and it's in Tel Aviv. So we decided we would go as a family to Luna Park one afternoon, and we did. And we go into Luna Park, and there are about 10 families there, maybe 40, 50 people, which is not very crowded. And when I asked the ticket person, why are there so few people, they said, there's a war going on, sir. <laughs> I said, okay. We went inside, and we do all the things that you're supposed to do. And kids and I, Dory sits, rides the bench the whole time. That's her favorite ride. And the kids and I are in the haunted house. And go in the haunted house, and we're coming out, and we come out, and I see Dory's face. She's out of the bench, and she's moving. And then I heard the sounds, which were the sounds of the air raid sirens, which went off when we were in the haunted house. So before the ride even came to a stop, I grabbed both of the kids, we jumped up, and we ran with the guy who was running the ride, and we followed him and all the other families and staff into the shelter. And we waited in the shelter until we heard the booms, which were first the launch of the Iron Dome and then the interception of the Iron Dome. And then we got the all clear, we walked out of the Miklat, out of the shelter, and every family left. They all got in their car and they went home. And Dory and I looked at each other, and like most of your marriages, we don't always agree on all things. <laughs> but we did hear. We do a lot in Israel. We did hear. And we said, we're not going. We're not going because if we leave, we're in essence giving a victory to Hamas. We're letting them know that they scared us out of this park. And we're going to stay. So all of a sudden, the Kirshners became the Griswolds, and we had the entire... <laughs> We had the entire Luna Park to ourselves. It wasn't Wally World, but it sure felt like it. <laughs> and I'm on this roller coaster in Israel with my daughter, and we're the only ones on the ride. And a roller coaster sounds wildly different with no one else behind you, with no other sounds and screams and other rides turning and popcorn popping and cotton candy being made. It's quiet, and it's eerie. And as I sat on that ride, my heart was thumping harder than it usually does for three reasons. One, it's a roller coaster, and it's Israeli-made. <laughs> Two, we were seriously concerned about being strapped into a roller coaster and another air raid siren with 60 seconds to find shelter. And three, the real reason my heart was thumping so hard is I was so scared to tell my daughter that we had to leave the park because terrorists didn't want us to go on roller coasters. That was my fear. The silence of all those rides we went on as a family, whether they were swings that rotated or rides that went up and down or haunted house or 3D movies, 
It was great as a family. It was indeed a victory for us over the terrorists. But the sound of the silence was so much more deafening than it usually is. That same deafening sound was felt on the streets and in the stores. It was felt in the airport where one could roll a bowling ball and not hit a person. That sound allowed a lot of time to reflect and to pause about the nature of terror and the havoc in which it can wreak. I share that story with you about those fears and finding the courage within ourselves to overcome those fears because we're about to say the silent Amidah. It's a time that we use in silence. And I want to encourage you to do two things. One, to be silent. And when you're done with the Amidah, feel free to take your seat, but think about all those people around you who are still praying and give them the respect of doing so in silence. Make that silence deafening. At the same time, as you make your Amidah, your private prayer, your own, think about the fears that live in your heart, the roller coasters you will ride, the hard conversations you have to have with your loved ones, the things you're afraid to tell them, and help ask God to give you the direction to find the courage to say what needs to be said.